Welcome to Pod to the Rescue. Rescuing the dog is just the first step. We're here to help with everything that comes next. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pod to the Rescue. I'm Libby. And I'm Emily. And we are here today with a little training basics episode. Fourth of July is coming up, and we know that that is such a struggle (laughs) for so many dogs and their people. And we just wanted to talk for a little bit about ways to get through 4th of July with your dog, with your sanity intact and, um, their sanity intact. So, um, at summit dog rescue, you know, we have had a really unfortunate experience surrounding fireworks in 4th of July. And so we really just wanted to do a quick training basics episode on management to keep your dog safe and also some ways that you can work with them to make them more comfortable in their environment. So just to jump right in, um, this episode will air on Thursday, July 1st. And if your dog has any sort of noise phobia at all, call your vet today, pause the podcast, call your vet, ask them for, um, you know, if you can do a quick visit to get some, uh, anti-anxiety meds on board. There are some faster acting stuff that it, that are appropriate for the situation. My first dog was a, probably a failed gun dog and he was terrified of any boom noises. And so he had to take doggy Xanax for the weeks leading up to 4th of July, because it was that bad. And, but it helped, you know, it took the edge off so that he wasn't just total, totally panicked for days on end. So if that, if you know that your dog is really going to struggle and you haven't spoken to your vet, call your vet. I think that's our first number one tip. Yeah. I can already see Piper. We've had a couple of evenings of explosions around our house and she's already ramping up and more agitated at night. And there's a lot more barking going on at night from her, just from like Mm. the big booms. So I haven't started her on any medication yet, but I think for sure, like Thursday and Friday night, I'm going to do it. And then I'm leaving town for the 4th of July to go camp with her up in the mountains to be away from the fiasco because she really hates, hates 4th of July. Yeah. That's another great idea. If you're able to, you know, go out in the country somewhere where you're in a national forest, people aren't going to be setting off fireworks or at least in Colorado, they're not supposed to, (laughs) but if, you know, if you can go somewhere remote, Um, and just get out of your neighborhood. If you know that your neighborhood is going to be just lit up, then that would be a great plan as well. And then for those who can't get out of town and they're stuck in their homes, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people got pandemic puppies and a year ago, perhaps your puppy didn't react to the 4th of July. They were young, perhaps they were just not as cognizant and now they're adolescents and it could be an experience that you're not ready for. Mm -hmm. So we want to help you get ready. Totally. So what I would do now, if you're not sure how your dog is going to react anytime, or if they are showing a little bit of concern, like, Oh, what was that? Looking around a little bit, maybe showing a little bit of stressed body language, Um, I would recommend doing something called a boom scatter. And I got this idea from Sarah Stremming and she's a fantastic behavior consultant, trainer, and podcaster, um, on 
what is it? Cog dog radio. Mm, yeah. Cog dog radio. Oh yes. Um, mostly all about sport dogs, but super, super sharp behavior consultant and trainer. So the idea behind a boom scatter is anytime there's lightning, thunder, or fireworks, any of those big noises, you just very calmly, you don't react as the human. You just very calmly walk to the kibble bag or jar or wherever you keep it and just toss a small handful of kibble on the ground. And the big noise, the boom predicts the food scatter. So boom scatter. And they learn that those big noises predict good things in food. And if you listened to our training basics on using food and training for counter conditioning, you will have a good understanding of this. And if you haven't go back and give that one a listen as well. Um, it's important that the boom predicts the food, not the other way around. And it's also important to model for your dogs that this is not a big deal, right? So you're going to be calm, just toss a little scatter of food on the ground. They get to sniff for it and sniffing, uh, produces feel good endorphins in dogs. So that will help their mental state as well. So if your dog is, you know, a little concerned, but not freaking out yet, that's a great thing to start now. Yeah. You want to start before they get to the stage of freaking out. Like I asked Gigi recently how she was handling this. For those of you who don't live in Boulder, Gigi Moss is a historically famous trainer in Boulder. And she said that she just cuts up cheese into little pieces. And I think she has four dogs and she calls it boom cheese. She's like, every time there's a firework, I go to the fridge, I say, boom, cheese. And she throws cheese and they like, same thing, boom, scatter. Um, So that's one option. If your dog is kind of on, you know, the um, calmer end of the spectrum. Now, if your dog is truly experiencing really severe panic at noises, um, the unfortunate, <laughs> hi Piper. <laughs> Do you hear her? Yeah. If your dog is on the more severe end of the spectrum of panic response to fireworks and thunder, then the bad news is ideally you would have started training with this three months ago. We can't go back in time, but the second best time to plant a tree is today. So what you can do is, um, you can do whatever you can to make your environment feel safe for them. Yeah. I would say, you know, make sure your gates are latched, that your doors are shut to the point where the dog can't push out. The number one thing is to prevent your dog from panicking and escaping the house. I would say, close all your windows. No need to have your windows open. Don't want a dog going through a screen and why make it louder in the house? Find a cozy, quiet place in your house as a safe space for your dog. Turn on some background, lovely music. Put a few blankets and a dog bed out. I freeze a lot of Kongs and topples and get bully sticks if your dog will eat and just try to have a relaxing night with your dog that you know, surviving the night as best you possibly can. A, um, like a big meaty raw bone, um, is good for this kind of situation because for most dogs, if they're able to eat, like 
oh, they might be uncomfortable, but that will at least distract them. And of course, you know, again, the chewing behavior is a healthy outlet for dogs. So, you know, if you have access to a basement room or something that your dogs are familiar with and you can go down there with them and you can be safe and have, you know, some calm, calming piano music playing classical music or something like that, that will, you know, drown out the fireworks a little bit. You don't want it to be too loud because again, you know, you don't want to um, make things worse, <laughs> but uh those are all kind of ways that you can just help your dog get through it. Um, and like Emily said, the management is so key. If you need to even put a, a baby gate up around your front door so that, or an X pen so that you have one more layer of safety, um, you know, things like this are really important to think about. You know, if your dog is, going outside in a backyard to potty, maybe go do leashed potty breaks if it's during a time when there's a lot of fireworks going on. So I agree with that a hundred percent. You just never know, you know, how your dog is going to respond. And once they get into that completely amygdala driven, like I might die from these explosions mm -hmm. reaction there's no predicting what'll happen. Yeah. So, you know, try to walk your dogs early in the morning before people are out there blowing things up. These are all unfortunate things that you have to think about this time of year, especially, um, you know, if you're, if you know that your dog is going to have a hard time, but also if you're, you know, if you have no history of noise phobia in your dog, um, it's still something to be aware of. And do you think that people could, like, if today's Thursday the 1st, do you think people could start doing counter conditioning now and get their dogs a little bit more comfortable before, say, the 3rd and the 4th? You know, they could. In my neighborhood, it's already starting, which is a mm -hmm. major bummer. And there's no predictability. Definitely, you can go on YouTube and have, like, a background noise, you know, they have YouTube videos of fireworks and very quietly you could play them and start working on that. It's worth trying. I did read some article that said that it's actually, you know, not comparative because like the way the sound waves come from an explosion is a different sound wave than something on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, but it's worth a try. It's yeah. 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 And even, you know, even if your dog is still really fearful, try, try the boom scatters. Like there's no oh, harm yeah. in trying that, you know, that seeing if you can help your dog be a little more comfortable, um, is there's no harm and you might have to try a higher value than kibble, but that's fine. Yeah. I like the boom cheese. I thought that was kind of cute. And she has, yeah. she has four Love or five it. dogs and none of them are scared of fireworks because she just does that immediately when she brings them mm -hmm. into the house. So mm -hmm. that's a great yeah, idea. And, and then, you know, there's other things like adaptal collars, adaptal sprays that have like the pheromone of the lactating mother. You know, there's all sorts of different things you can do. You could do a massage on your dog if they're open to massage and 
scented candles. I don't know. <laughs> no scented candles might be a little, a little much. Well, I think that one of the adaptal plugin, the wall plugin thing also has lavender in it, which is safe. You know, there are essential oils that are toxic to dogs and cats. So definitely do your research before using any, you know, essential oil type products. But, um, I think the adaptal plugin also has lavender in it for calming. Uh, but yeah, I love the idea of doing massage, the tea touch stuff. Um, if your dog likes a thunder jacket, that's a great option. I don't, I don't think they ever really worked for my dogs, but some dogs like them. So that's something you could try. Um, and I think just providing them a safe environment, you know, for my, for my old dog, the bathroom was his safe place with a bowl, with water, with cozy, cozy bed. And, you know, we would just go in there and spend time with him and we'd give him a bone and, you know, he wasn't super thrilled, but we got through it. I love that. Yeah. It's only one night of the year. That's really the hellacious night. So we -hmm. can do this. Yeah. Awesome. Well, stay safe out there, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked this episode, don't forget to rate and review. It helps other folks like you find the show. To find out more about our programming and adoptable rescue dogs, you can visit summitdogrescue.org. Thanks to Mike Pesci for the original music and to Alex Lee Ammons and For the Love Media for graphics, production, and editing. See you soon on Pod to the Rescue.